As we continue to make our way through the 39 forbidden labors on Shabbos, we come to the 14th forbidden primary category of labor, which is hamenapets, which means combing wool. After the fleece was removed from the sheep, in order to make the urios, the cloth coverings of the mishkan, it was necessary to comb the entangled fibers to prepare them for dyeing and spinning. This combing of the fiber is called menapates. So you cannot comb fibers on Shabbos. Unless you are in the fiber business, the only other way you could possibly be mechal Shabbos, uh, God forbid, by being menapates would be combing a shetel. Because combing human hair or animal fur when they're still attached to a live animal or human, that's not an issue of menapets, that's not combing fleece. We already mentioned that combing human hair is an issue possibly of gozes, and therefore one has to be very careful, but it's not a problem of menapets. Menapets is only if it's fibers, which is not attached to a, a living being. So if a person has a shetel, a wig, then according to some authorities, combing a shetel could possibly be menapets, because the shetel hairs are made suitable for their purpose by combing them the same way that raw fibers are combed and made purpose uh, ready for the purpose of spitting and weaving. But most authorities say that that's not monopates because it's not getting them ready. That's not When you fix your shetel, it's not getting it ready, fibers ready. The whole meaning of monopates is it's getting it ready to be made into something, into cloth, etc., so pretty much menapets is not something that's halachically relevant. As opposed to the next malacha, number 15, which is the Isser of Hatsovea, dyeing, coloring something, bringing color to something. So obviously in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, when they would then have the fabrics ready, they would have to dye them, which is usually done by putting it in boiling hot water with the dyeing agent, different types of herbs and stuff that were ground into powder and mixed with water to produce a paste. But therefore, from that, we extrapolate that on Shabbos one is never allowed to dye, to color something, cause color. Of course, there's a separate prohibition of kosev, we're going to get to later on, writing letters. That's something completely different. Now we're talking not about writing letters, but about causing the changing of the color of something. Now, Midaraisa from the Torah, the only time one is actually over, one is Chalila Machal Shabbos, goes against Shabbos with Tsovea, dying is if it's something that will remain, that will be temp, that will be, that will be permanent, and something that's only temporary is not forbidden from the Torah, but is forbidden derabanan. It's forbidden from the rabbi. So for instance, children's toy plastic spoons or forks or any kind of children's toys that have chemicals that change the colors of them would be, and usually it's only temporary, but it would still be forbidden from the rabbis. And cosmetics, such as rouge or eyeshadow, that's only temporary, is also going to be forbidden only from the rabbis and not from the Torah. Nail polish is obviously going to be a much bigger problem because it's done to remain on a permanent basis. And in general, one has to be really careful with cosmetics because since in today's day and age, it's very normal for a woman to use different cosmetics and lipstick, etc. Most posts and most authorities do rule that coloring one's face on Shabbos is a serious question of a malacha deraisa, of a 
of a prohibition from the Torah, and obviously this is something that's very sensitive for women, and I understand, but this is one of those things that it's really hard to be lenient because coloring one's face on Shabbos in our society is a normal practice, even if it's only on a temporary basis, and there's a lot of place to be machmir, on the other, to be stringent. On the other hand, as I was preparing to teach tonight's uh, cheer, I saw that there is a chumrah, a stringency, which I had never heard of, and that is that there is, uh, the Minchas Yitzchak, Dain Wise, wants to be machmir, that one shouldn't be allowed to sunbathe. One can suntan on Shabbos because of tzoveah, because it could potentially be coloring. But just to show you, that's an example of a chumrah uh, stringency I will not be adopt- adopting, not just for shalom bias reasons, I'm sure my wife would not be a happy camper, but because I'd never heard of such a stringency before. But, you know, you could always have a new stringency. Also, it's important to know there is a group of Paiskim, there is a whole bunch of authorities that want to say that potentially coloring in food might be a problem. But we that halachically do rule that ain't severe that there's no prohibition of dying of changing the color of food. Otherwise, we'd have to be really careful with the chrein, with the horseradish. But if a person wants to be extra careful when you make your coffee, to put the coffee before the hot water and not the other way around, to not bring color. But again, that's a very big stringency. And finally, we come to the 16th malach of tove. Tove means spinning, which is what Rapunzel or Rumpelstiltskin, I never remember, when you have with the spinning wheel or the spinning jenny, and it's basically taking hairs or fibers into a continuous thread or twinning of thin strands into a yarn. And to be honest with you, I don't really know what that means exactly, but it's somehow making little strands into a thread. And wait till we get till tomorrow when we start learning about weaving, and then you really see how little I know about these halachas.